42nd episode of Mixtape Book Club Podcast. My name is Ellen. And my name is Mel. In each episode, we take an in-depth look at a different trope or subgenre in the huge variety of Destiel fanfiction. And in this 42nd episode of, you know, number 42, The Meaning of Life and the Universe and Everything, um, <laughs> we have discovered that the greatest thing in the world is to get together with people that you only speak to in your phone and <laughs> and have a great weekend away with them. <laughs> yes. Um, we've just got both got a chance to go to um, the Supernatural Convention in Charlotte in North Carolina and um, it was a very long way away, <laughs> but I made it all the way there and all the way home again. So um, it was a long way for you, not such a long way for me. Not for you, no. <laughs> but we did, yeah, we did drag you across an, an, an ocean, several planes in an ocean. So yes, um, but yeah. Uh, so in this episode, we've got um, we we met like a bunch of people there, and um, we asked them to give us their recommendations of their of fix that everyone should read. So we've got a bunch of different recs that we uh, want to share with you guys today. Yes, and some people were comfortable being recorded, so you'll get to hear them give their recs themselves a bit later on. Um, some people wanted to speak to us but did not want to be recorded, so we'll read their recs out for them. Um, and obviously we picked a couple of them to read, which we will talk about today. The fix that we're going to talk about in this episode is includes The Law of Equivalent Exchange by Ord Frog and um, Seek to Know You Better by A. Hurston. And links to the fix that we're talking about today um, will be available in the episode post on mixtapebookclub.com and also included in our collection on AO3. Though I will say they are changing the way collections work a little bit on AO3, so <laughs> there may be a slight delay in getting getting that to work, um, but I I will fix it, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. okay. oh, well, before we get stuck into these um, recommendations, I will say thank you very much to everyone who supports us on Kofi. Um, if you'd like to support us there, you can go to kofi.com slash mixtape book club. And um, you can, if you subscribe, you can join our Discord server and help us to decide what we're going to talk about in episodes and uh, just have a fun time. Yes. Um, Very so, yeah. relaxed. No expectations. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, so, yeah, yeah, thank you to all our supporters. Um, do you want, do we want to say anything about the convention itself? It was like. Yeah. Um, we can also just mention that it was one of the, the strike cons. So, yeah. Um, and tie that in as well. Yeah, okay. So the so. the convention that we went to was in Charlotte. Um, I was going to say the date, but I got, I know, it was <laughs> what, during, what, what during August where, in the middle where of Where are we? I, I yeah, don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, what is time? Um, <laughs> sometime during August. Uh, so, you know, the um, WGA and the SAG AFTRA strikes are still going on. You know, the cast themselves weren't allowed to talk about Supernatural <laughs> itself, which was, yes. we knew going into they, it, it was going to be an interesting... <laughs> Kind of yeah weekend. and they mostly did okay with that yeah <laughs> there were a few little slip-ups here and there but generally yes. it didn't feel that different to me to a bunch of other conventions because honestly so much of the stuff that we asked them has absolutely nothing to do with the show <laughs> yeah and I mean often people ask questions and they don't know the answers like they just make stuff up or you know um, yeah, they say so stuff that people disagree with and then they get all upset about it so I don't know um, it was 
there were some really odd questions that came up and it was an, a breath of fresh air, I guess, for... <laughs> yeah, there was absolutely, absolutely no finale drama at this con because they weren't allowed to talk about it. So it was actually kind of wonderful <laughs> in yeah. a way. Um, so I we mean, just had really bizarre questions instead. Though still not the weirdest convention questions I've ever heard, I have to say. Because <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was at the convention where the pigeon question kept coming up, so... Right. We did have a few <laughs> questions that were a bit like that. Yes, but we, yeah, we had some um, fun ones. If you're interested in, in hearing uh, what you know the weird questions were, I don't think we can go into them too much, but there were some... Um, okay... You're not actually allowed to record the panels, but I think if you search for some, you can probably find them <laughs> um, yes. posted online. There, so. were there were definitely some wonderful fans who I happen to know on Twitter who were recording. So if yes. a link appears on the blog post that directs you to some recordings <laughs> of these panels... Yeah. We don't know how it got there. No, it just did. <laughs> I, I these, these wonderful people sharing with the fandom yes um and okay so we we had we put the word out that we were going to be there and, and recording and asking for rex and um but people came and said hello and it was so lovely to meet people that you know you only speak to on twitter or whatever <laughs> so thank you to everyone who we met and um you know had dinner with and did fun stuff with ah such a great time Yes, it was so wonderful to see you all and to like hear people talking out loud, face to face about the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Which is, because obviously Ellen and I talk to each other out loud about it all the time, but even then we're not face to face when we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, it was, it was a lot of fun and it was wonderful to hear from everybody and give out hugs and stickers where, where appropriate. Yeah, because I mean, Thank sometimes so much. it does feel like we're like shouting into the void a little bit because we just talk to each other about this stuff. <laughs> but other people listen too. Ah! Amazing. Yes. Anyway, okay. Oh, one thing I will say, it was it, in in one way it was sad that they couldn't talk about the shows because um, like the cast of the Winchesters was there and it would have been really nice to hear them speaking about the show a bit. And also, um, yes. you know, to you couldn't answer any questions about Gotham Knights or any of that kind of thing. So yes, so that was a bit sad. That was disappointing. I, for one, would have loved to hear Drake Roger, i.e., Supernatural's number one fan, talk more about <sighs> his obsession. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that would have been fun. Um, but they did really well as well. I mean, they, I, I, in a way, I feel like it was more of a struggle for like the younger cast because they have less other things that fans are familiar with to yeah. talk about that aren't the show um but they they still managed they had fun we finally got jojo's hair care routine so yeah it was <laughs> it was it was a great con so yeah fun times i mean it like it, obviously not everyone is able to go to a con but even if you um go if there's one nearby you and you can go and meet up with people um if you're able to do that um it's just really worth it <laughs> like, yes I always say that the reason I go to the cons, as much as, you know, the, the cast are okay, I guess, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, you go for, for friends and for the experience. So I always would encourage people to um, just lobby con and go and just hang out at the hotel, meet up with people, even if they can't afford the convention itself. Because we all know that, you know, creation do like to charge the big bucks yeah. <laughs> for these things. Um, but it's it's really all about all about 
the people and the other fans um, that are there. I yeah. mean, there's there's some there's some very pretty people sat on stage. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. It's a nice <laughs> view. <laughs> yes, but, even um, if you're right at the back. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. All I right, shall we talk about the two picks that we picked? And these were kind of a, almost random picks. There are some really great picks that we did not read as well and there were also some fix wrecked which we didn't read for this episode simply because we have already covered them so we're obviously very happy to hear that some of you agree that these fix are amazing because we yeah. covered them and already agree with you yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay so the first fic that we'll um, going to talk about is called the law of equivalent exchange by Ord frog um, this was recommended to us by steffi b um at 30 dialogues on twitter thank you very much for your rec i was very excited to hear you you mention this one because um i this is one of the first fix that i think i actually read in the fandom like long ago in the mists of time um when was this published <laughs> 2015 so i feel like i only started reading probably only started reading destiny fic in like 2016 maybe so anyway it was fairly new um and I've had it in my bookmarks for all that time and haven't re- reread it until now. So it, I was very excited to read it again because I remember how much I loved it. So, yeah, okay, so this is 61,000 words um, and it's rated mature. But because it is an older one, I feel like maybe there is a bit of a sort of explicit stuff in it. Yeah, I think we've talked a few times about how the ratings have kind of changed over yeah, the years. Yeah. And I do think that these days this would be more explicit uh, rated than mature, probably. I mean, there definitely um, are a Not that it was tagged in incorrectly. It. Yeah, it wasn't tagged yeah. incorrectly at the time, I don't think. Um, but just the, the way we tag things now does seem to have evolved a little bit. So I would say that as for, for the modern tagging system, yeah. <laughs> this would definitely come up as explicit. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so the summary is very simple. It just says, um, and what's the point of it? Of love, there isn't one. Loving is its own purpose. Which is a very enigmatic kind of a summary, but um, <laughs> the basis, the basic uh, sort of premise of this one is that um, it's canon verse. Um, Cass is an angel, obviously a guardian angel, um, who is assigned, I think it's by Zachariah, um, to yeah. look after um, or to sort of be the guardian for a, a young man whose name is Dan, son of Enoch. Um, and his brother, like his brother is also, you know, watched over. Um, so Dan and Sarad live in 1270 BC. Um, they are the sons of a king. They're, you know, heaven knows that these these souls have to be guarded because they're going to be useful in the future obviously we know, we know basically what that entails um but then Cass watches over like dean's soul i guess for a number of um different incarnations and through time um we follow uh his life and death and you know Cass is always there when he dies and to usher him to his new life you know the next the next incarnation so um and gradually he works out that what he's feeling isn't um you know just kind of uh protectiveness or whatever he's actually falling in love with this guy um 
yeah and then it ca- catches up to the present day and we I mean the present day I mean you know it catches up to canon <laughs> yes and we get some <laughs> of the canon episodes um at towards the end so yes so we do have to there's, there's this kind of beautifully angsty part where we're seeing all of this from um Cass's point of view which is slightly more unusual in fic I think um but works so well in this one um and gives us that lovely angsty time where we as readers i will say this is one of those fics where if you have not seen the show this fic will not make sense to you (laughs) in certain places um because there are a lot of references to things that happen in canon but they're not necessarily explained within the fic um which is absolutely fine it works for the fic but you do need that canon knowledge to read this one um because we know as readers that some of the things that kind of start happening to Cass a bit later on, we know what's going on in terms of heaven messing with his brain and Naomi and all those other kind of things. But the way it's written in the story, we don't see that until he realizes it, which yeah. it's it's a lot to go through as a reader, okay? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's very well done, but it's definitely, it's a little angsty and I think all the more angsty as a reader because you know what's happening to him um so it's 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 very interesting very well done um but a little sad for sure um and it gives us some really great um kind of canon lines kind of woven in um and different slightly different versions of those lines in earlier lives as well which is is very fun I did really enjoy like the very very first um, like Hello Dean that we got in the fic, yeah. and kind of suddenly in my head thinking, oh okay, he's been saying that to Dean for thousands of years. Yeah. Like this wasn't like a new canon thing. <laughs> yes, I loved. Like this is like my favorite. I think this is like the start of where I realized that um, filling in gaps in canon to make the actual canon itself hurt more is <laughs> like something I really love doing. That seems it's like a horrible thing to say. No, but yeah, I completely understand and agree. <laughs> yeah. So I guess there's t- there's almost two parts to this fig, like the beginning where it's like the prehistoric kind of, um, or, you know, the historical segment of it. Yeah. Building up to, you know, Lazarus rising. And then we get <laughs> the actual canon that goes through up to, um, I think it go- only goes up to season 11, um, which seems right with the 2015 kind of timeline but um yeah i don't know it doesn't it doesn't end like it's got a happy ending i feel like i'm I'm trying to remember how what happens at the end yeah it's it's got a happy ending in terms of dean and Cass kind of working out a little bit and they realize that they're dean becoming aware of Cass finally making dean aware of all these kind of prior histories because Cass doesn't share that with him um simply because you know he doesn't want to manipulate Dean with something he can't remember um so he just keeps all that to himself um which is a lot it's it's got to be a lot on Cass but he really doesn't want this to be unfair to Dean in any way so as far as Dean's concerned this is the first time they've met um every single time they meet yeah um which I do appreciate that it was done that way because I do think it could be kind of quite manipulative otherwise, but this isn't written that way at all. There's no like expectation. Even Cass doesn't have an expectation. He's very conscious of the fact that Dean doesn't know 
who he is. So he doesn't expect anything from Dean any time that they meet. Um, though, interestingly, you do see as kind of time goes on that Dean's soul and who Dean is is somewhat slightly changed, it seems, by knowing Cass. Yeah. Um, and he starts to kind of not quite recognize him, but would you know, be able to pick him out of a crowd as somebody, maybe. Um, he starts to be able to see him and perceive him even when he shouldn't be able to. And just all these these little things where, as readers, we know that their souls just know each other. Yeah. <laughs> or that, they uh, change but... each other. It's not just yeah. Cass is changing. It's um, Dean's also becoming more aware of things that he probably shouldn't be <laughs> as a human. <laughs> yes. So... Yeah, there were actually a couple of lines that I specifically made note of in this because I just loved them so much and they were just so well done. Mm. Um, there was one that was quite early on and it's just so cast, just so canon cast. And this was generations before we got to canon in the fic, but it still says, um, here we go. One day, Dean is going to force him to choose between heaven and himself, and that day, Castiel will choose Dean. Consequences be damned. It will not even be a choice. It's simply the way things are. And, and this was generations before he actually does that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and there was also just a really nice part where we get to see Cass meet Crowley before we oh, yeah. saw him meet him in canon, which yeah. is is fun. Um, I, I'm, I basically squealed out loud at that bit. I'm like, oh my God, it's Crowley. <laughs> yes, it was so much fun. We get to see him meet him when he's like a lowly crossroads demon before he becomes the king of hell. Um, and we also get to see Cass threaten him, which is just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, 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 it gets me in places. I love it. Um, <laughs> so yes, Cass gets a bit upset and he says, I'm only going to say this once. If you touch a hair on their heads, I will tear it all down. Our arrangement, everything. I am still an angel and I will bury you. <gasps> and I was just like, so... oh, please just keep threatening him. <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. And I love Crowley. I'm a, a big fan of his character in general. Um so yeah, it got a little squeal out of me as well when he showed up before I expected him to in the story. Yeah, it's great. I mean, there are a lot of parts of this that I love. Like I loved that they, you know, went through all the the ancient Greece and the, you know, all of the Middle Ages stuff. But and they weren't just in. Obviously, they they ended up outside of America because they had to be in Europe <laughs> for a lot of it. Um, just it gave me sort of mild um, good omens vibes. You know, like. <laughs> them knowing each other through history you know the different snippets of um life in in different times yeah yeah definitely kind of the the feeling of those like flashbacks you get in good omens to where they saw each other beforehand so yeah yeah i don't know if we can say much more about this one because you just have to go read it it's it's a trip (laughs) it's a journey (laughs) yeah that this fic is an entire journey like yeah. It's wonderful, and I believe um, Steffi herself, when she recommended this to us, um, said that it's it's um, just meeting each other over again through time and space. And yes, that that is what it is. That is the perfect description of what this is. It's it's beautiful and it's painful and it's it's very um, beautifully written as well. Yeah, like the the prose of it is lovely, especially during the kind of historic elements of it. I think they matched the prose to the era quite well in various kind of 
parts of the fic. Yeah. I will say that they used um, a lot of quotes in this fic, so they do give you um, kind of an additional chapter, just you know, showing you what all the references were and um, different bits of poetry that they've used and things like that, because I, I always like it when a fic does that and I get to dig in a little bit further and find out where some of the stuff I liked came from. Yeah. Um, the Law of Equivalent, equivalent Exchange. What did I just say? Equivalent. Sorry about that. <laughs> the, law, the Law of Equivalent Exchange um, is a premise in Full Metal Alchemist, if anybody has seen or read that, which they talk about in um, the final chapter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and give, you know, all of these lovely um, quotes, poetry, Bible verses. I have such a thing for when canon fic starts, like, referencing Bible verses, because... Obviously, we have everything set up with with Cass and Chuck, and there's, it's all very loaded with meaning already in canon. Yeah. Um, so I kind of love it when Fix do that and kind of take um, Bible verses and manage to like just slightly twist them or place them just right to completely fit canon. Mm. Um, so yes, enjoyed that. That was great. It's <laughs> <laughs> the original source material. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this one is it's. Only it's just under sixty one thousand words, but I, I feel like there's a lot in here given how long it is. Like yeah, it, in I, some ways, it almost feels longer because yeah, you're going through so many different historical periods in it. I thought it was longer um, when I, you know, before I started, and then I saw the to- total, and I was like, oh, yeah. But at the same time, it's not one that f- like feels like a long slog when you read it or anything. Like I read it in one chunk i actually read it when i was on the way home from the charlotte convention um and yeah so it did i but it was... didn't drag or feel anything <laughs> your travel time was a little, <laughs> a little longer than a mine little longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yes very good definitely recommend it um honestly one of those older fix that just has way less kudos than i always think that it does like in my head this is one of those like big massive fix that everybody has read and is is one of those like old classic kind of fix um yeah apparently apparently not so (laughs) please go read it everybody go fix that yeah maybe it's like the canon uh like or the historical element to it that puts people off yeah maybe yeah possibly canon fix in general yeah canon fix in general as we've talked about before sadly don't seem to do quite as well as AUs for the most part Um, but that just depends on how you're how you're measuring that kind of thing and it's it's really irrelevant if you like it you like it and that's what matters Um, and I love this one so if you if you like canon please please do go read this it's great yeah shall we talk about the other one then yes so the other fic um, that we are going to read today was recommended by Andrea B. Um, they are on Tumblr and Facebook only. They didn't want to expose themselves on Twitter, which I completely understand. Um, they recommended Seek to Know You Better uh, by A. Hurston. This is a, a shorter fic. It's just over 32,000 words. So still a decent, decent chunk of fic, but um, not as long as the other one. And this fic was more recent. It was completed in 2021. So this is canon, but it's kind of a hypothetical post-season 15. Um, So season 15, where we didn't completely lose Cass and, you know, 
the, the dream Indeed. season 15. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so it's a, just a post-canon season 15-ish. They definitely reference um, some stuff that, that happened towards the end of the seasons, but it obviously ended very, very differently to how it did in the show. Just in case anybody is concerned about that, because I know that sometimes when people see post-canon, they assume that we're going to be dealing with a lot of heavy stuff which is not the case with this specific fic interestingly this one was started um posting in october 2020 so before the finale or before yeah, any of and that and they were just like well i'm just gonna ignore that yeah and then they finished <laughs> posting it in march 2021 so i was like yeah i'm just like i've i recognize your ending and i think it is a stupid ass ending <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I'm making my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it it does amuse me when you see fix that were posted in this kind of time period because they either go two ways. They either just completely ignore the ending and just go, nope, didn't happen. Got my own thing going on, or they kind of take a hard left into what happened in canon and then fix it. They they just yeah. find a million and one different ways to fix it. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, this one is I think that this has kind of become a trope of its own, really. The the whole um, questions fic, where there's a, a list of questions that the characters talk through um, and go back and forth. I don't know what we're calling this trope, but it's definitely something I've seen a lot more commonly in the past couple of years. since Because I think there were some articles published years ago in, out there in the real world, not related to fanfic. Um, I think the articles about these questions that can make you fall in love um i think since that came out people immediately just went oh wait that's a great idea for fanfic (laughs) so it's become a trope since then i thought it was sort of similar to the five plus one or four plus one kind of um trope yeah structure i guess yeah there's a structure to it yeah so let me get to the summary before we yeah. <laughs> before I go off on any more tangents. Um, so Seek to Know You Better by A. Hurston. The summary is Dean and Cass, a long stretch of highway and 36 questions empirically designed to make two people fall in love as if they weren't already. I will admit when I started reading this one, I didn't know how it was going to go because in my head, Canon Dean and Cass doing having doing that much talking, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> going through these thirty six questions, I was like, how is this going to work? Um, but this, the, the author made this work spectacularly. Like, yes, it felt very, very in character and very, you know, very canon to me. Um, there's not a lot of hunting in this, mostly because they're kind of loitering and not going home, <laughs> which yeah. is. There is some yeah. hunting. They do, yeah. they do a couple yeah. of cases along the way, but not, yeah, it's not dwelt on, I guess. No, they're, they're kind of just dragging their feet. They went out on a hunt. They're coming back to the bunker and they're just sort of dragging their feet, getting there and taking their time to answer these questions that Cass found um, and does not immediately tell Dean what the exact context of these questions is, that they're designed to be like questions to make two people fall in love. Right. Um and even even when Dean finds out that that's what they are by, I think Cass has them on his phone or something like that when, when they're going through them, even, even then immediately he's like, well, it doesn't have to mean like that kind of, like there are different kinds of love. Oh my God. Like Cass yeah. trying to like, and just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Dean does agree to go along with it. Um, 
some of the questions, you know, they're driving along and, and we kind of get through them quite quickly in the fic and we just see them kind of discussing and going back and forth. And some of them really do bring up bigger discussions that they need to have, um, which it's kind of wonderful to see, <laughs> yeah. like actually seeing them talk about it in a canon context. Absolutely. I yes. One of the um, the tags on this fic is they talk and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> yeah. And they do. They just, well, they're just driving through almost the whole thing or they're eating dinner in, in a, in a diner or. Yeah. And they, and they managed to do it in such a good way. Like we're, we're in Dean's POV for most of this. So we kind of see his reluctance to answer some of the questions and especially how earlier on he kind of just, you know, dodges around them manages to answer but kind of dismissively doesn't really isn't really committing to the whole thing <laughs> at that point um but as it goes on he definitely gets more and more into it and realizes that he and Cass are kind of kind of trying something out here yeah um and oh it, it's just incredibly sweet actually it is it, super it really sweet. is yeah and they're um and it did gets very flustered like he doesn't like you said, he's a, he's answering around the questions. He's not really doesn't want to get into it at first, and then every time he gets to something that's a little bit too, too close to the mark, he's like, "Oh, can't deal with this anymore," <laughs> which is very canon. Yes. So, do you recall any of the specific questions? Do you do you have a favorite question that they asked in this? Because um, we do have all thirty six of them. <laughs> so. Yeah, I. Oh, I don't remember the exact wording of them, but the ones that are close to the end, I remember, were really sweet. Um, yeah. I don't remember what they were, though, and I don't really want to search through to find them because that's going to take me <laughs> I do. One thing I did remember uh, quite clearly from the earlier chapters was that um, they are doing that this case in a, a town where there's a lake and there's a monster in the lake. And Mm -hmm. Dean's all ready to go out there and kill it. Like he's got all his guns and whatever. And Cass just walks in there and starts talking to this thing in its language. (laughs) And then then he goes, okay, okay. And then he comes out and goes, oh, we just need to take it, like, you know, move it to a different place. Like it it understands what's going on. It won't do that anymore. (laughs) It's like, that's so good. Why do they not do this more in, in the show? Like just... Yes. Cass can speak every language. Why exactly. doesn't he just... Including, we assume, monster languages. Yeah. So, so just, you know, yeah. work it out <laughs> instead of <laughs> killing everything. But yeah, I was that. about to say that, you know, it'd be like language kink activated, but somehow I can't imagine that that language sounded very pleasant to listen to. <laughs> yeah, it's like this blob with <laughs> so... tentacles who <laughs> lives in a lake. Um, yes. But yeah. no, no judgment. If that's your thing, <laughs> you do you. <laughs> but... Yep. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Uh, one of the earlier questions I really liked, and it wasn't so much the question itself, it was just that they, the, the little conversation they had at it, Cass is clearly trying his best to, to make Dean comfortable this early on. He's And uh, he actually he uses a little pop culture reference, which yeah. is, you know, always special when Cass does that, because um, he asks Dean, um, if you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? and Dean immediately questions like okay are we setting aside all of the obvious butterfly effect shit that would happen if we changed 
something in my past and Castus very solemnly tells him I would never bring Ashton Kutcher into this Dean <laughs> and he's just like yes <laughs> like that one just amused me because you could see, see what you did there. that yeah you can see what he did and that Cass is really trying to make Dean comfortable and like bring Dean's level of humor into it to try and kind of relax him a little bit like it's not that serious it's fine yeah <laughs> which yes was obviously you know Cass had a plan <laughs> like obviously he was hoping that this would end up that the way that it does um though by no means assuming but hoping yeah one of my other favorite things about this fic and it's probably a little bit spoilery i guess i mean it has a happy ending so you have to kind of assume that at some point they get through all these questions and the questions do what they were intended to do uh-huh. <laughs> um but i love the fact that once they have finished going through their questions they are still not back at the bunker at this point <laughs> they've just just dragged their feet so much that they're like dawdling across america at this point and sam's back at the bunker like holding down the fort you imagine um and they just decide that they're just gonna stay in this one particular little motel that they uh end up in and they're gonna do like touristy things like go on little boat rides along the river and it's just so adorable yeah and that dean is actually thinking like but we can't go home yet we haven't done the sunset cruise (laughs) like like it's it was very cute um and i love that because i love getting to see dean finally actually getting to enjoy some of his life on the road yeah. like because obviously dean has been on the road most of his life and they're always going to do cases here there and everywhere and we don't very often get to see them do things other than the case like dean has been everywhere but how much has he been able to do other than dig holes and drag things around you yeah. know so it was very nice to see him getting to do this and it also gave me kind of like ever so slight fuck you vibes from that scene in the last episode where they go to the pie festival (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) apart from this time Cass is there too yeah and he's not just forgotten about yeah yeah so anyway yes sorry about that dirty word was talking about the finale i'll be quiet about that now (laughs) well i mean if it's gonna be a post finale fic then it's gonna be and and if it was actually written after the finale aired, then I guess some salt's bad, bound to yes. creep in there. Well, I, I always have a plentiful supply of salt, but <laughs> I do I do try to keep it mostly to myself. <laughs> but yeah, that's okay. Um, yes. Yeah, I think in this one as well, they, they're doing that slightly frustrating thing where they're sharing a bed and, like, you know, doing things together with before they've actually acknowledged that they actually have a thing together like they 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 sleep they cuddling and whatever but dean's like oh yeah this is just a bro thing like there there is a little bit of that before they actually get to the end of the questions and call it what it is um yes but it's it's super sweet though it is they even uh have a conversation about the fact that they had been as Cass puts it he says I enjoyed sleeping with you last night Dean and Dean's just like that is not what we did (laughs) 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 but Cass is right Uh, yes yeah definitely go read this one it's great yeah so I won't uh give away any more of the questions or anything because I I found myself like eagerly anticipating the next question like it was written in such a way that it wasn't just 
you know, a long string of dialogue and them going back and forth. There are things happening. There's the thing with the monster in the lake. There's them traveling to different towns and going out to eat and all these different kinds of things. So that there is a, like, a full thick happening here. But I still found myself, like, eagerly going through the dialogue, waiting for the next question to pop up. Mostly yeah. because some of the questions, you know, for a Dean-type character, would just elicit the biggest cringe because he just is not emotionally developed in these ways yeah <laughs> or at least he doesn't show that freely i should say there's one point um, where he asks a question that like Kaz asks a question that's just freaks dean out so much that he has to leave and like call sam to like yeah help him <laughs> through freak out phone call. emotionally help yes. him through um yeah but yeah. he does it and that's the that's the great thing like you can tell that Cass's little plan here is genuinely helping Dean in a way. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Good job, Cass. Good job. Yeah. Breaks down those barriers. <laughs> Clearly selfishly motivated, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't realise until now that we've managed to pick two canon fics. <laughs> but we did. Yeah. Good <laughs> uh, for it's us. It's always nice to talk about well, canon. Yeah. They couldn't talk about canon at the convention, so we did it for them. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right, shall we read out a few more of the wrecks that we got um, before we let some recordings play of people giving their own wrecks? Sure. So we got two recommendations from Stacy on Twitter, and her handle is at Stacy729. Um, and Stacy recommended Small Everyday Deeds by Feather Thief. I'm sorry, I cannot speak today. <laughs> Feather thief. There we go. That's a hard name to say. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is um, a large thick. This is almost 300,000 words. Uh, so it took. looks like it took about two years to post, which, honestly, very reasonable <laughs> for that <laughs> word count. Um, so this is a kind of alternate canon apocalypse involved kind of uh thing here where it's a canon divergence we've got uh baby jack um in this one if i remember correctly because i have a feeling i read this one way back when it was posting (laughs) but if i remember correctly um the summary goes like this so when lucifer stabbed Cass the day jack was born dean's hail mary to save his best friend had unintended consequences the after effects leave dean reeling as he realizes the life he knew was over being forced to slowly rebuild on an unexpected path and trying to be a normal human with a fallen angel and a newborn he didn't want has been rough but it may just be the very thing he was looking for Um, Sam thought he knew what was happening in Dean's life pretty well. They talk regularly, but when he visits the house that Dean, Cass, and now toddler Jack have been living in for over two years, Sam wonders if things are what he thought during his week-long vacation. Sam thought that it was just two best friends raising a kid. But now... (laughs) Maybe these two brothers can discover what happens for the older Winchester brother and heaven's most rebellious angel uh, through the highs and lows of ordinary life. Hopefully they will figure it all out together through small deeds and acts of kindness and love. So it is very dramatic. <laughs> I remember that um, specifically. <laughs> yes, it is a lovely fic. There are definitely some angsty, hurt, comfort moments in this. Um, Dean has a lot of self-worth issues. Um, one of the tags is fake pretend relationship. And for some reason, I'm not remembering that. But I'm very happy to find that it's in here. And I'm going to have to go and reread it now. <laughs> mm. so, yes, and, and Toddler Jack, always adorable. Yep, yep, yep. 
say uh, Stacy gives one more book as well, which is one I have not read, so I am looking forward to reading this one. Thank you, Stacy. Uh, this is 140,000 words, and it is called Spirit of the Rest by Teen Dean. Um, Dean grew up on a horse farm and can't imagine any other life. There are drawbacks to working for his father, but they're worth it if it means remaining with his beloved horses. Besides, between his broken arm and lack of prospects, he hasn't got much else. Something of an outsider, Dean always feels like there's something he's missing. But this tense summer brings back a figure from his past. Years ago, a teenage cast worked for a season at Winchester Ranch. His return could change everything. If you ever wanted a 90s horse girl book, but starring young Dean Winchester, this is your fic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, loving the summary on this one. The um, tags sound wonderful, because not only do we have angst with a happy ending, but they've also tagged it emotional ringer of a fic. <laughs> uh, wow. So, sounds good. Yes, it's, sounds juicy. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, 140,000 words though, and it is a slow burn. So Awesome. Okay, so we, we got also got a recommendation from Axis Mundi Impala uh, at 3 Dean on Twitter. Thank you for your rec. Um, you've recommended Cheapest Dream in the House by Big Gay Benny, which was published a couple of years ago. It's a post season 15 um sort of fix it i guess um the summary just says what if instead of a very sincere and earnest love confession dean just found out Cass was gay no confession no god jack end game just post season 15 stupidity just dean being deranged <laughs> um and then <laughs> we a love dean byline, being deranged says, the dean downloads grinder for Cass fic so you can sort yep. of guess where this is going. It is like, um, you know, 89,000 words. So it's, you know, quite a long one-ish. But, um, yeah, I don't think I have read this. I was, I thought, like, I definitely, rec like, recognised the name of it. We may have mentioned it before um, in, a, in a recommendation. But um, the more I read about it, the more I want to read it now because it sounds amazing. It's got, like, the, the tag, the tags are great. It says... If um if you want to fuck me so bad it makes you look stupid was a fic. Um, <laughs> and uh, thick thighs save lives. <laughs> like yes, it, they just, do. it sounds great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it's got some flashbacks to that in their notes that at the beginning they say that it's got some sort of um, homophobia type um, John Winchester flashbacks, but um, otherwise sounds brilliant. I've, I'll give it a go. Sounds good. Excellent. Okay. Um, we had three more quickfire recs that were given to us on Twitter by Anna, which is um, at Raven Asuna on Twitter. Um, one of which I'm not sure if we've talked about before, but I, I feel like we have mentioned it, um, which is Talk Some Sense to Me, Canopsia by I'm Your Honeybee, mm -hmm. which is a finale fix it fic, very kind of dommy cast in this one. Um, and one of the notes that Anna gave, which I agree with, is awesome use of OG death. I do love OG death. <laughs> or at least I do. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Um, this is a chunky one. It's 244,000 words. Um, and this is one where, you know, the the finale did exist, per se. So this is a true finale fix-it. Um, so some, something a little different there than the other ones we've had this episode, which have all been kind of scrap the finale or do something different <laughs> yeah. so this is this is a fix it specifically for the finale um 
Then, and I also recommended On the Edge of a Blade by Aaron the Eighth Demon, which is a hockey AU, um, which I know it's, is at some point something we said we wanted to cover on the podcast. So, because mm. there are there are quite a few hockey uh, AUs out there. I think we've got a lot of hockey fans in, in corners of this fandom lurking around. <laughs> Um, so this one is 182,000 words, and obviously complete AU, no canon here. Um, and the final quickfire rec that Anna gave us was Profound by Am I Real and Tiamat V, who we were lucky enough to speak to, was that last episode or the episode before? <laughs> what is time? I think I'm it was not last sure. episode, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, which... That particular fic is a season four canon divergence. Um, so this one's kind of unique and fun in that it puts Cass in the role of Anna. Um, and it's 203,000 words. So, you know, where you've got a lot of canon stuff happening in season four, obviously, it's a fairly chunky fic to get through. But it, it is fun seeing that twist of putting Cass in Anna's place instead. Thanks. So we've got some recordings that people gave us uh, recommendations from when we were at the con. Um, some of these, the audio quality isn't great, but we were in like a really noisy room full of people. But yeah, here they are. Hi, my name is Karen and my 30 second thick rec is for Where the Heart Lives by Little Flirt. It is, she posted it once a day, the month of October in 2019. And it is just beautiful domestic Destiel through all situations. But my favorite scenes, I have two, is one where they have to do laundry on the line and they wash everything at once, including that they're not wearing anything. And also that <laughs> when they go dancing in their kitchen. My name is Kelsey or Starbrick Strawberry Shorty. Everywhere online, um, my thick wreck is an oldie but a goodie. It's by Jay Hoom from 2017. It's called The Dragon's Mate and it's Dean cast Jimmy, um, which sometimes you just need to mix it up and throw Jimmy in there because Jimmy deserves love too. <laughs> it's explicit. Um, it's a little shorty. It's, um, I don't know, it's a couple thousand words, um, but it is Jimmy and Cass are dragons. <laughs> but they're like shape-shifting dragons, so they can be humans, but they can be dragons. But it gets a little, like, uh, kinky, a uh, very kinky. You're selling it really well. Um, oh. Like, there's a... <laughs> I mean, kinky dragons, that's yeah, what we need. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, dragon sex, and there is human sex, and then there's human and kind of dragon sex, and it's a good time. Okay, my name is Brittany, and my 30-second thick wreck is A Turn of the Earth by Microcomet. Um, I love this fic because of the world building and the um, time travel portion of it. Hello, my name is Stealth Steel. Uh, my 30 second fic recommendation would be A Fine Romance by Sarah, otherwise known as Dragon Escotanks. Um, it's a feel good, happy ending little conflict fix that just picks me up every time. Hi, my name is Follow Your Energy, and my 32nd Dusty Elf fic rec is Whiskey in November by Dothraki Shieldmaiden and friend of Carlotta. In this one, Heaven is an organization that coerces vulnerable individuals into giving up their identities and personalities so they can essentially be mind-wiped for uh, clients of theirs. And so Dean and Cass fall into this, 
what heaven doesn't expect is that they'll fall in love and with that figure things out and then escape and take down heaven. So it's very exciting, very well written. You'll love it. Hey, my name's Jess, and I recommend Angel Cookies by Knox Soulmate. It's a really cute fic, and it's one that I've read countless times, and I absolutely recommend it to anyone who hasn't read it yet. There we go. All right. Um, so now, with all of those wrecks, I guess we can just wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this this episode is really just... Uh, an ode to the fans and, and 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 I love you to all the people who listen to us because they get to make this episode so yes thank you so much to everyone who gave us um, recommendations and um, all of the lovely people we met at the con I, I will say um, as we're talking about the con um, a lot of people came and got um, stickers from us mixtape book club stickers um, and we've seen some of them floating around on Twitter since then which has been a lot of fun on water bottles and laptops and sorts of things which is wonderful yeah. um, I do still have a few left so if anybody wants to um, send me a message on any of my social media I'm happy to mail you one if I still have some left so putting that out there awesome and uh, like you can also like our logo design is on redbubble as well so if you want to get like we we took our bags with us like i've got one of the tote bags and i think you had one of the little drawstring backpack things um yes i don't want to so be an ad for redbubble here there. but they they are no, great don't want to be an for ad carrying the stuff they are great um <laughs> And our logo is lovely. It's designed by the wonderful Liz Lee. Yes. Um, so, yes, I, I just like looking at it. I think it's very pretty. <laughs> yeah. So. And, I mean, we don't get, like, Redbubble doesn't give you a whole heap of, um, you know, money back for anything anymore. I think they've changed their, the way that they do that kind of um, stuff. But we do um, yes. always intend to 
any any profits that are made out of that, we send it to random acts. So, yes. Come so and get the merch. Those few pennies. Those few pennies <laughs> that yeah, we do get sent, like maybe once every six months or so, um, we do forward on to random acts. So. so we'll include links to all of those fics that have been recommended today. Um, on our website mixtapebookclub.com which at the moment is is down I am I'm still trying to work out what is going on with that um, I think this episode will still um, I will be able to publish it and it will appear on the streaming platforms but the website itself um, we may have a bit of you know construction going on in the ne- in the near future um, so if you do try to go there and it's down um, don't worry I'll try I'll be working on it and trying to have it back um when it is up we do have a few more um, transcripts available for our older episodes so um gotta say a big thank you to um Cade one of our listeners who's been helping out with um correcting the automated transcripts so some of our older episodes have got them there that's um if you're someone who likes to read along um you can also at, on the website find out all the ways to get in touch with us, but we are on social media under Mixtape Book Club. Uh, you can also email us at contact at mixtapebookclub.com or you, you can find us on Discord on our own uh, server that you can get into via the Kofi membership or you can find us on Profound Bond Discord server as well. So next uh, episode, we are going to be discussing Westerns. So um, fix set set (laughs) back in the past. Yes. (laughs) Historical cowboys. So much fun. Um, This is a trope that I was not aware had so many fix. So I am really looking forward to reading that one. And we will be speaking with the lovely... I'm going to butcher this pronunciation because AO3 is doing me dirty on this one. But (laughs) I think it's um, Embrink's... XXO, otherwise known as Mallory. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Excellent. Um, looking forward to that next episode. Yes. Um, so thank you everyone for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. And as always, remember that the story isn't over until we say it is. Mm-hmm.